Oh, hey there. <laughs> What's up, Canyon Brat? Thanks for popping on in and checking out another episode of Canyon Brat's podcast. Uh, let's see. For this episode, me and Carrie sat down with Jeff, whose trail name is Pinkman. I don't remember his last name, but I do remember Pinkman. He tells the story of how he got that trail name. Uh, we sat down with him at Dark Sky Brewing Company to talk about his life living down, yes, living down in Phantom Ranch and working there, and a little thing he likes to call river hitching, something I didn't know existed or hadn't heard about. So uh, we sit down for about an hour or so, so we get into some great stories. We even mentioned some little side hikes from Phantom Ranch that you might be interested in. Uh, if you guys are enjoying Canyon Brats, as usual, please just, just tell a friend, someone else who loves the canyon, someone who's maybe you know going to experience it for the first time, or someone who's been down there a hundred times. Also, if you have any ideas for stories, or if you have guests you'd like us to um, interview, we're looking at you, Rich Rideau. We are looking at you. <laughs> uh, let us know. Uh, someone we should talk to. Maybe it's you. Maybe you want to come on the show. We'd love to have you. So anyway, uh, enough talking. Let's sit down at Dark Sky Brewing Company with Jeff Pinkman talking about Phantom Ranch and river hitching. Peace, y'all. I'll do editing with this. So if, if you say anything, you're like, you know what? I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, and, uh, I'll be like, that part, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 yep, and it'll be gone. And, uh, and held for ransom later on. Unless it's something really <laughs> funny and embarrassing. But I still have it. So remember you were talking about listening to some vinyl and beer? Yeah, right. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I hate being so official, but uh, we are here in Dark Sky Brewing Company sitting down. Uh, lovely beers, lovely atmosphere. And we are talking to a, uh, I think, well, I'll let him title himself, but I think he called himself a rancher. Uh, from Phantom Ranch. So, who are we talking with? I am. Uh, my name's Jeff. I uh, do work at the ranch. I am a hiker trash extraordinaire. Um, <laughs> Wait, what's your um, trail name? My trail name is Pinkman, after uh, Jesse Thanks. Pinkman from uh, Breaking Bad. No, I don't cook meth, but um, yeah. No, no, I do not. Uh, <laughs> no, I got my trail name because I had some uh, THC flavored uh, sriracha tincture, uh, and some guy was like, "What are you, Jesse Pinkman?" And it just kind of stuck. No. So. I kind of took it and ran and now wear a lot of pink when I hike. Oh, okay. Nice. So, That's a thing, yeah. right? Like, you have to be given your trail name. You don't just, like, make it up on your own. You're supposed to be given it yeah. uh, most of the time. Some people will give them to themselves, but you can kind of tell, you know. Um, but They, like, chose the, a really cute one. You're like, yeah, you, so, no one like, gave that to you. Or, like, something super epic, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm Goliath or something like that. Like, no one gave that to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, uh came up to Flagstaff, I don't know if it was specifically for this reason, but at least part of, the, of your trip up here was for what? Uh, so every time I think I've come out of the canyon, I've ended up with some sort of body art, whether it be a piercing or a tattoo. So I came for that, and then uh, just to get out, it's I normally don't hike out of the canyon. I usually stay down and explore and do that. So like I think since right. October, I've probably only left twice. Really? Since then. Yeah, so I usually stay down because that's why I'm there. To explore and and wander around, as opposed to come to town and spend an exorbitant amount of money on useless things I don't need. Uh, yeah, we've got someone here who literally lives in the canyon. That's awesome. That's so, sick. how long have you been down at? I've been there for a year. In February will be a year. Um, so that I've spent living down there, and then prior to that, I had like 30 nights below rim. Just uh, on personal trips and, mm -hmm. and things around the canyon. Um, okay. 
My goal was to be in the corridor once and never return because that's not how I like to recreate. There's nothing wrong with recreating in that way. It's just yeah. not really my vibe. I like to, you know, get out and be alone, you know, few other people, if that. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do this once and then ended up getting, you know, vortex down to the ranch. So yeah, now you live there. Now I live there. In the middle and of the I'm corridor. Every day. <laughs> with all the people. All of them. <laughs> How did that happen? What was the pull to Phantom Ranch for you? Well, so, uh, like I said, I had like probably, at this point I probably was at like 28 Nights Below the Rim, and I had just come off a hermit's uh, trip, and I walked into the backcountry office to like get another permit, like just to back it right back up to it. And uh, they originally gave me a permit for Indian Gardens, Bright Angel Campground, and then out. And I took it because they were kind of like, that's all they had. Because this was in, sort of been mid-June at this point. You know, mid to early June I was probably there. And then, uh, so I went back to the backcountry office later that day and was like, I don't really want this permit. Is there anything else you can give me? Like, I want the one night at Bright Angel Campground, but I don't want to be at Indian Gardens. Um, so the ranger was like, I, I probably shouldn't give this to you, but I could give you the Clear Creek uh, permit and you could go. She's like, you can dry camp if you don't make it all the way out there. Otherwise, if you make it all the way out there, there's water and then you can come back. So I left the Kaibab Trailhead at like 4 a.m. for my first time in the corridor and took it super slow. Stopped at like, ooh, watched the sunrise the whole time. Got down to the ranch at like 8 probably and had some breakfast slash lunch and then hiked out to the Clear Creek Trail in the middle of the day, which is uh, not advisable since there's only we one, know that struggle. There's only one shade rock the entire way right there at Demeray Point. I ended up taking a nap under that uh, shade rock until the sun started to move and burning my legs. So I was like, time to get up and move. So I got to Clear Creek. Uh, I ate lunch, drank. I carried three beers with me. So I drank one of them there, uh, ate my like hiker trash uh, dinner, fell asleep until like 11 midnight-ish, and uh, it was a full moon. So I was like... Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to walk back. So I packed up and slowly walked back to the ranch and, like, stopped at all those kind of dispersed campsites that are along the Clear Creek Trail and, like, mm-hmm. took a nap, you know, had some snacks, drank one more of those beers. and got back to the ranch probably, like, 8 or 9 um, in the morning and uh, stopped and was chilling a beer in the irrigation ditch and the maintenance guy at the time was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just chilling my beer. It's the last one I got. And he's like... Well, if you want beer, like come and hang. I live right there, so just come over. I'll be done and work in like two hours. So, went and uh, set up my camp, went back over to his place, and uh, yeah, ended up hanging out with everyone that worked there. Um, made some friends, kept in contact with them. They knew I was doing the PCT, and then right when I got off the PCT, it's like a big, it's a big shock to the system to be going from immersed wilderness living for five months to. Mm-hmm back in town having to drive a car every day you know this was like right around the holidays so I like went to a Target to like look for Christmas presents and it was like sensory overload like (laughs) I like totally forgot what I was looking for I walked out I got back you know I was staying with my mom and she was like what did you get and I was like I don't even know I didn't buy anything I couldn't even think about it Um, so I sent a message to uh, one of the other one of my friends down here was like hey you mind if I come for New Year's so I came for New Year's and a couple days later, I saw that there was a job opening, so I applied for it, messaged him, and was like, hey, I want that gig. And then, so I came for New Year's, hiked out, hiked back two days later, interviewed, and got the job. So, 
that was kind of a story and that was you know after quitting my sound engineering job that I toured with for five years you know kind of on a whim because I got tired of living in a dark theater and wanted to be outside and that was you you had quit and came to Grand Canyon I, ca- I quit that job had been to Grand Canyon twice before that had quit that job uh, ended up working at a ski resort in Colorado for the season and then went and did the PCT so I knew I was going to do the PCT and then but before that I wanted to get some like training some like self gear shakedown stuff and I figured there was probably no better place to do that like in terms of like extremity of weather and conditions than like coming here and just like banging out so like prior to my PCT hike like right before it I probably did like 250 canyon miles over like a two week span that's awesome living the dream (laughs) and I hear you on like coming back to civilization I've only done one river trip and I was only on the river for 10 days Uh and when we got back we were going to go out to dinner um, when we got back down to Phoenix and we were all like I don't know like do we really want to go to a restaurant and we ended up like eating in the backyard by a fire which is a way better way to do it and that was after 10 days like I can't how long did the PCT take you? so I did it between I started July 13th and ended December 12th I ended up with probably about 25 to 30 zero days. I picked up some cash paying gigs on the way to kind of like help, like unexpectedly, I hadn't planned on doing that. So like, I went to Portland for two days, planned to visit some friends, um, ended up back in Cascade Locks, was about to hike out. My buddy was like, hey, they need somebody to set up a sound system for trail days, which is basically like a big gear expo and like, you know, many hikers like trying to mecca to there in their hike. Um, and they were like, they need someone to set up the sound system. And they're paying like 400 bucks and free beer and free everything else. And I was like, you know, as a hiker, you can't really turn down free beer or money. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I ended up in, you know, between that Portland and Cascade Locks, I was there for like six days. Um, I took three days off to see a buddy. Uh, the one that I did the bass trail with here in the canyon, he lives in LA, so he came and picked me up and I spent a couple days with him. Uh, I did a 20 day food carry in the Sierra Mountains and when I got done with that, uh, some batshit crazy local guy was moving and needed someone to help him move all his like shipping containers full of crap that should have just been thrown away. But it was like me and two other hikers. Um, the other two were like living and working in Kennedy Meadows and he was like I'll pay you 120 bucks a day and so that was another four days so I ended up with like 30 zero days it's like four months of hiking 30 sitting on my ass that's wild yeah well yeah I mean not really sitting on your ass on some of those making some money yeah I mean that's true Um, that's great but uh, yeah so and then I went right from the southern terminus my buddy picked me up we drove to San Diego I slept at his apartment and the next day I was in the airport and that was just like overwhelming like the amount of people just the amount of like stimulus that was around was just like Mm -hmm. you know it was shocking to say the least are you from arizona like what got you started at the grand canyon um no i grew up in maryland like 20 minutes outside of dc uh i moved to chicago right after college i was there for 12 years i own a house there still uh that Mm -hmm. i rent out and then i toured the country uh with a musical for five years and then had come to Arizona, didn't really do any hiking. I didn't get into hiking until uh, I was on tour. I took three weeks off in Boston, went to Yosemite. Like, had never backpacked in my life. My buddy dropped me off at Tuolumne Meadows. We drank a six-pack of beer, high-fived, and then I spent three weeks hiking and climbing in Yosemite. Um, 
which was awesome. So, um, so it just sort of naturally came along. Just another park I wanted to get to, mm-hmm. you know. And then after that first trip here, I was totally hooked on, you know, the ways of getting around here in the canyon. Yeah, the meadows are so gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I did the Grand Canyon of the Tuolumne from Sea Meadows all the way into the valley in, like, five days. I took, like, a zero day uh, on, like, the up, like, between Tioga Road and Upper Yosemite Falls. It was, like, a real dope campsite with some cool scramble stuff that I was able to, like, explore on the day that I wasn't, like, killing miles, so. Yeah, I didn't even know you could go from, yeah, Tioga down. Like, yeah, you like can go a straight the, shot, because when you drive, you have to drive all the way around. Yeah, I mean, the Grand Canyon goes up and around, so you go, you end up going from, like, Glen Allen to Pate Valley to White Wolf, and then straight down. I don't even know. I've never even heard of the Grand Canyon of Yosemite. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know the, that. The Tuolumne River that runs through Tuolumne Meadows all the way to Hetch Hetchy, which is basically the watershed for all of, like, you know, San Francisco and that um, runs right there. It's a gorgeous river in, like, just some of, like, my most gorgeous granite polish you'll see, like, huge, just crystal blue pools of water that are just, like, awesome to swim in. Definitely a, a trip worth... Uh, hidden if you uh, are in that area yep yeah Yosemite is a good spot for sure mm-hmm. and then Chicago and DC I mean that's that's you too you Carrie Carrie spent a lot of time well is from Ch- the Chicago area mm-hmm. and then spent some time Worked in DC in school not even a suburb DeKalb it's okay, like I'm a DeKalb. full hour west yep. <laughs> so is that a Chicago area I mean, yeah yeah most yeah. people yeah. from DeKalb away. will say they were from Chicago yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> The corn, it's the corn growing part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cornfields. We invented barbed wire, you know. Yes, barbed wire. <laughs> Little known fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy Crawford's from Decal. Oh, that's all. That's where it ends. <laughs> that's where that barbed wire. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> well, your your uh, high school mascot was the barbs, right? Yeah. Where you were the barbs. <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> it's like the mascot itself was a crow. It was the Barbie crow. Oh, so it wasn't a barb, like a like no. a spiked <laughs> metal a piece. piece of wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> intimidating missed opportunity yeah. Yeah. go around like stabbing the competition yeah <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> violent for sure um so let's get into what i guess would be kind of a little bit the meat the thing i've been wanting to talk about um you brought up so i'll tell the story kind of like how me and you start interacting start interacting what are we like robots like <laughs> your usb yeah um there was you you put up a post thanking some people i think from was it from tennessee yeah a group of uh river guides on the ocoee river in tennessee which is apparently like the largest like guided river in tennessee or in the, in that area of the country east coastish area um we're at the ranch you know sending their postcards doing their thing and i asked them to give us a ride down canyon uh about seven river miles to a 94 mile canyon and drop us off um so i was just thanking them you know with a picture of them leaving us where they dropped us off you know after drinking a few beers yeah yeah i saw that and you had said thanks basically you said like thank you for the for the hitch Mm -hmm. for the river hitch and it piqued my interest immediately i was like river hitch like did this guy no this guy didn't just like hitchhike on the river and so i don't remember exactly what i said but basically i was like what do you mean hitch and then we started commenting a little bit back and forth and, and talking about it. And then um, you started explaining what a river hitch was. And so what 
and actually this will go back to your first experience in the canyon mm-hmm. so what <laughs> what is a river this is a active brewery yeah. and active uh, pizza pizza cleta um, restaurant <laughs> so there are crazy noises going on right now but uh, what what is a river hitch uh, so a river hitch would be you know a way to to get across and or down. Do you want to wait till they're done with no, that? No, no, no. Cool. I'm not distracted. It's no. just squirrel. Yeah, so a way to get across the Colorado River in an area where there's not normally a crossing. You know, as you know, there's three crossings of the Colorado River uh, between the two dams. You have Navajo Ridge. You have the Black Ridge. It's the next one, which is, you know, 80 miles down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Silver Bridge, which is an additional mile down. And those are the only, you know, now active crossings of the Colorado River. So my first canyon trip was a bass trail rim to rim to rim. And you have basically three options to get across the river. You can do what we did, which is the river hitch, which is hike down to the river, wait there for as long as it takes until a friendly party of boaters comes and picks you up and takes you to the other side of the river. You can pack raft it yourself, or you can do the definitely not advisable and somewhat insane task of swimming the Colorado River, which, like I said, is not something that is ever on my list of things to do. No, 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 no. Since no. the average speed of that river is 25 miles an hour. Oh, boy. That, really? Yeah. 25 miles an hour. So, that's crazy because we were, yeah, we were hiking down with someone fairly recently, and they were adamant. And th- this is stupid, and you, and you can read in Death and Grand Canyon, like, this exact story, basically. They're adamant. They're like, I can, I can swim across under Black Bridge. Like, you don't understand. You'll be in that rapid over there in, like, less <laughs> than 25 joking, seconds. No. Casey. I, I don't know how much he was, but 25 miles an hour is the average. Yeah, it's usually about the average, average current in the center, um, you know. Wow. Uh, 25 miles an hour. Which so, doesn't look that fast when you're standing there looking at it, so I don't mm-hmm. I get why people are like, oh, I could do this. But when you actually get in there, I mean, you have multiple things to contend with. Not, not only the speed of the river, but more so the frigidness of that water, which is yes. about, you know, 50 degrees, let's call it down at the, you know, uh, which you'll go hypothermic if you're not in a dry suit or a wet suit very quickly in that. And that's where people get in trouble trying to swim. Um, is the hypothermia aspect of it? Yeah, take your, right away. Yeah, take your muscle abilities down by like I don't know, seventy-five percent, fifty percent. Yeah, like you're not you're not like in a heated pool in a gym crossing across. You're like you're tanked. Exactly. So, so we chose the river hitch option. Nice. Um, <laughs> and we got to the South Bass Beach uh, probably around noon or one o'clock like i said this is my first time in the canyon the person i was with first time ever backpacking Mm. um so we definitely learned a good lesson on taking that break between 10 and 4 in the middle of the day because it was super hot and definitely feeling but we waited probably around three or so hours and got picked up by a group i believe it was a privately done commercial trip so it was a group of musicians because the Grand Canyon Music Festival had just happened uh, and they were in a big motor rig and they were going to play themselves a private concert in Blacktail Canyon which is I want to say like River Mile 122 maybe something like that maybe less than that um, but they, yeah they were going to play themselves a concert they invited us to come along 
and it now is like probably one of my biggest regrets. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know anything about the canyon at the time, so it's good that we didn't go and do this and then try to find a way out of Blacktail, <laughs> back to where our car was at the Southwest Trailhead. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got that river hitch and then pushed off, and then we did the same thing on the reverse, uh, coming back from the North Rim. We saw the last riverboat go by for the day from like above where we could actually get the hitch. So we ended up camping overnight at North Bass and uh, we're there probably until about 11 or noon the next day until the next river trip rolled by. And uh, they took us to South Bass Beach in the Ross Wheeler. And we just hung out there waiting the heat of the day out. Um, ended up with two other river trips that came through and like gave us beer gave us food, cooked us dinner, cooked us lunch. Oh. Yeah, I mean, wow. so when we got over going from south to north, there was a river trip there uh, on a layover day, and we were like filtering water from the Colorado and get ready to push off, and one of the people came and was like, oh, we thought you guys left a mile ago. We are like, no, we're just kind of hanging out here, and they were like, oh, you should come and have dinner with us. We're having like salmon or something, you know. <laughs> Normally these outfitted river trips are set up pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, and if they haven't, if they've ordered the food from yeah. one of the outfitters, yeah, for just usually give them so much extra food, you know? Um, and they're always, you know, 99% of the time a really good hang uh, with river people. Um, so that was my first river hitch experience was on the bass trail. Um, I think that's what blows my mind more than anything is that was your first time in the canyon. And, like, that's ballsy, one. And, two, like... I just can't believe you even knew that that was an option because I spent a lot of time in the canyon just hiking those corridor trails before I ever got on a river trip, before I really got in the backcountry. I don't even think it would have like crossed my mind that you could do that. Yeah, I mean, I had done a decent amount of research on that bass area, um, just the history of William Wallace Bass, who that was actually the first commercial rim-to-rim route in the canyon was his out there and the train that stops at Grand Canyon Village he wanted to actually go out to South Bass Trailhead and end there which obviously wasn't it so there used to be a cable car that he had there um, kind of like Rust Camp used to have down in the corridor um, like a hand cable car Um, so in learning on that I just found like there wasn't many trip reports on the Bass Trail I found (laughs) enough to learn that you could get across that way Mm -hmm. and was like well, worst thing that happens is we don't get this river hitch, and then we hike back to the South Bass Trail, True. and we make it to the yeah. North Rim. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, still have a great time. Still be, you know, four or five days out in the canyon. So, But way better of a story. And I'm, I'm with you, Carrie, in that, like, your first experience in the canyon, like, that's, that's rad. That's really cool. I remember my first one was, like, going to a viewpoint and looking out over it. Yeah, we didn't even stop at the, the rim on our way in. Like, we missed the back, the backcountry office had closed, and so we just got, like, onto the rim and drove out to the South Bass Trailhead, got there, like, kind of just before total darkness, um, you know, because we had decently long enough days. Um, so, yeah, our, our first view of, like, the canyon was the next morning when the sun rose. Um, and you're all by Bass. yourself out there. That's what's right, yeah, too. Yeah, just the two of us. There was, like, one other car there, but, like... It was a family that we saw hiking out, mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, That's always really cool when you get to a place. I always think it's cool when you get to a place at night and you wake up in the morning, and you're like, whoa, where the hell are we? This yeah. is awesome. That's cool. 
so I have kind of a logistic question about that crossing in, in my mind, and I've never been down there to the to the river at South Pass. So you said you went both ways, but in my mind, that river moving is it? So they have to row upriver one of the ways. Which which way is further down? Yeah, the so the way so the way down. the Bass Trail, the South Bass and whatnot, set up there is. You have South Bass Beach, where the Ross Wheeler is, just upriver of Bass Rapid, which sits between South Bass and North Bass Beach. Um, so we got the hitch from just above Bass Rapids. So again, first canyon hike, first time on the Colorado River, first time running Colorado River <laughs> Rapids. I mean, Bass Rapid is not a big rapid, um, still. but it's still it was still, you know, check that off the list on the first trip which was pretty cool so they took us over to north bass beach there's two options to get back out uh coming down the north bass you can go back to north bass beach and there's an exit that's up a super tight drainage there kind of where uh uh william bass's cable car used to be there isn't up but it's pretty sketch um so we opted for the little bit easier route which is if you go up river of north bass beach there's another small little beach there that a boat can pull into. Okay. So we camped there, and then that is upriver of South Bass Rapid as well. Gotcha. And so they were able to run us just right across to before Bass Rapid, and then they could continue on. Okay. So All right. Gotcha. Now they didn't have to uh, paddle upriver, although on other river hitches I've done, I've gotten dropped off by... Uh, so one of my favorite things to do is to hike out to Clear Creek, post up at the at the river for however long it takes me to get the hitch, and then hitch back to the ranch. Sometimes they'll take me right from Clear Creek to the ranch if they're continuing on. Sometimes you end up camping with them at Cremation. You can also hike out from Cremation. Or I had, I was with a private trip that picked me up. They were camping at Cremation, but there was a commercial trip behind them in a in a motor rig. So when the motor rig rolled up, I went over and talked to them and was like, hey man, you got a motor rig. You mind riding me over to Boat Beach? And he was like, oh yeah, of course. Let us just uh, unpack some stuff here and then we'll motor you over because they can motor back. And come back, You yeah. can uh, row that little ripple after uh, cremation, but it's got to be like a real good reason. Yeah, dropping some random guy you just met you know, a couple <laughs> river miles up is not a good reason to... Uh, to row up river back to cremation um, so yeah so that motor trip can go you know either direction basically cool so cremation is a, a a decent spot that people might stop so during like big season uh the only time you can camp at cremation is if you're doing an exchange at boat beach so it's not just like some of the other uh river camps like clear creek you can just camp at hermit you can just camp at granite you can but uh, cremation, you have to have an exchange the next morning okay. um, in order to to camp there. I think it changes November 1st, but I'm not 100% on that. Um, so most most of the river trips, unless they have an exchange, just don't camp there. They just take it off their list of possible camp places. Cool. So here's my question. I feel like what I know about river trips is they're really well stocked on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you're not offering them beer to take you. Are they just doing it like out of the goodness of their hearts? Like, do you, Some do of you them give them do. anything? I definitely will try to barter if I need to. Like, I've definitely, you know, given uh, 
tobacco and uh, <laughs> beer to, you know, uh, river guides to give me hitches. Um, sometimes they don't eat anything, you know. Um, you know, sometimes they're like, yeah, we'll just do it. Like, the one of the parties that I had, the first time I did the river hitch from the ranch, I got dropped off at Hermit's. And they're a little skeptical to do that stretch because you have two pretty big water rapids there. You have mm. Horn and Granite to get through to get to Hermit. So, um, but they didn't need anything. I asked them if they needed anything, and they were like, "Nope, we're good. We'll just take you." You know. So, they do a lot of times end up giving you beer, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like this last trip, dude needed to make a phone call, so I let him use the phone. Oh, I let him use my house phone, and. Uh, they gave me a river hitch, but nice. so it can be like something super tiny. Like I said, a pack of cigarettes goes a long way yeah. when you're on a river trip and you're in the last spot of civil civilization you're going to see for the next however long your permit is mm. all the way down. All right, pack of cigarettes. Okay, noted. To, yep, put it in the backpack, <laughs> but keep them fresh. Yeah, exactly. Don't open them. Don't smoke them all. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep them fresh. Yeah, keep them sealed. Yeah, have maybe some. Uh, I don't know, some stories to tell. I'm sure they appreciate that as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're a good, friendly person, like, they appreciate that. Yeah, and a lot of them, like, definitely, like, you know, there's some, like, you know, knowledge you can drop on that area of the canyon on Mm -hmm. stuff that, like, most river trips aren't going to, like, realize, you know, like, how long that area of the canyon's been used, what everything is there, you know. Um, So sometimes they do that, like, one of the, that first trip I did on the Bass Trail, the river trip that came in right before we hiked out, they offered us dinner, um, and they were doing some interp on the Ross Wheeler, which is the abandoned boat there, and kind of like halfly talking about the area of William Wallace Bass there, and me having done a bunch of research on it, I was like, if you want some help, I can talk about this area. So I like kind of like dropped some knowledge on William Wallace Bass and like what his camp was there and like. You know, there's actually some pretty epic pictures of, like, women in huge dresses, like, on his, like, jank cable car that he, That's like, awesome. set up pulling across. Um, hmm. Yeah, like, this last one, like I said, I gave that phone call. When they finally dropped us off, you know, I had some whiskey in my backpack, so we shared some whiskey. They gave us some beers, smoked a cigarette, mm-hmm. high-fived, you know, cha- exchanged some information because they were super cool. And then, you know, they pushed on. That's cool to have like knowledge of stories and history because you just help the clients have a better time and they're going to appreciate that later on. For sure, like for that bass trail, and most of my river pitches have actually been with private to, with private trips, mm. non-commercial. Mm-hmm. It's tougher for the commercial trips to, to pick people up because they have paying guests. Um, you know, and depending on where you are in the canyon is where whether or not they'll be more or less likely to do it. If they have a gear boat that's following behind, that boat will usually pick you up if the ones with peeps won't. But, um, again, it's really at the discretion of the boatman. Whether they want to pick you up as you sit there with your thumb out and yell river trip at, for, you know, 24 hours just waiting at the beach. Yeah, what's the longest you waited? The longest I waited was at Clear Creek, and it was like... Just over 24 hours. Oh, wow. Like maybe 26 or so. And I was just about to leave. <laughs> like, I had sat there. I got there like the day before. My guesstimate, because my phone had died. Um, my guesstimate is I got there around like 2 or 3 o'clock um, based on the helicopter flights they were doing. Um, 
And so I was like, all right, I'll sit here till about this time tomorrow, kind of like gauge where the sun was. And I hadn't seen anything the whole day. So, you know, I'm just like pacing back and forth at Clear Creek Beach because you don't want to go too far. Because right. if you get too far and then it's like, oh, <laughs> damn, I just missed the one boat that's going to yeah. pass today. Um, so I had like packed everything in my backpack, looked around one last time, flung my backpack around, put it on and turned around. And then this bright yellow boat turns that yeah. corner right there. And I was wow. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that trip had wanted a camp at Clear Creek, but they were just too big. They had like six or six boats, I think. And that camp there is super tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up camping with, with them at Cremation um, that night. And then the next morning, they dropped me off. So are you literally putting your thumb out when you do this? I mean, you're not literally. It's not like a car hitchhike where you're like, you know, <laughs> thumb out like, hey. I'm imagining that pulling I mean, the shorts up just a little bit. You know? my, this, my adventure panties aren't, don't need any pulling up. They're short <laughs> enough. Um, the uh, bright pink little girls 14 to 16 size pants that I wear to hike in and out of the canyon <laughs> I think are short they enough without trick. pulling up um, but you said you, you yell out river trip so I, you know you're just like when you see end, it yeah. you're just like oh my god river trip yeah you know so like you're kind of just like you're there by yourself like monotonously waiting like staring like <laughs> hoping like your eyes could just see a little bit further around that corner to see if that river trip was coming you know so you end up I end up just yelling river trip, you know, praying to Canyon Mother that, like, she will send me the uh, the, <laughs> the boat that I need to get home. So it's it's not like a thumb out. And most of the time, depending on where you're at, like, they're going to see you. You're going to motion, and they're going to come over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. unless they're total dicks, which <laughs> occasionally has happened. Okay. And that's up to them, you know. And I have no ill feelings for them being, like, <laughs> goodbye and just continuing on, you know. Um, is there an improper way to signal a boat? Like, I, I would imagine you don't want to make them think that you're distressed. Yeah, I mean, definitely you don't want to, like, be yelling help, you know. <laughs> uh, unless you actually need help. But, uh, I mean, no, I mean, they can usually tell by your excitement. Like, every time I've gotten one, it's been like, is this going to come? Am I going to have to hike back to where I was? Am I not going to get across this river? You know, it's just like adventure not going to be, not going to happen the way I wanted it to. Um, so, I mean, you're pretty excited when you see it. So they can definitely kind of like gauge that vibe from far enough away that like, oh, this guy's going to need something, you know, mm-hmm. a ride or something else, you know. So, like I said, most of them will pull up, you know, enough to talk and be like, what's up? It's like, trying to get a ride down to, you know, Boat Beach or, you know, the other ones are like sitting at the canteen waiting for the river trip to come up there or going to Boat Beach and trying to get it from there, you know? And that's a little bit more of a difficult one because, like, you know, a lot of the river trips don't realize that the hiking permits that you pull allow you for seven seven river miles of travel, um, whether mm-hmm. it be pack raft or hitchhike or whatnot. Yeah. And then especially between Boat Beach and where I normally hitch to seven miles down, like I said, there's two really big rapids, so... The first trip that took me was a bit wary. This trip that just took me was even more wary because it's cold. Yeah. You're going to get wet. You know, and most of them hadn't run the river. Only two of them on that trip had run the river before. Um, so if you end up swimming Horn or Granite, you know, 
and without a dry suit, you're going to be real frigid. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I told him, I was like, listen, I'm cool with the risk. My buddy who had never been on the river before, who did this adventure with me, I was like, hey, man, so we're going to get this river hitch. Is that cool with you? <laughs> Instead of hiking all the way out to 94, he was like, uh, sure. You could definitely tell his butthole per- puckered a little bit in the big water going through. Um, but I told him up front, I was like, listen, if we swim, we're camping with you tonight because you guys have a fire pan. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to do that. And they were totally fine with that, you know. And yeah. everything ended up fine. You know, we ended up with wet feet and, like, mm-hmm. wet shorts. But other than that, I mean, they had really great runs through those, those big water rapids. So they were super stoked on it. We were super stoked on it. I think that's what would make me nervous, too, is, like, trusting their abilities. Because the one river trip I went on was a private trip. And, like, one person on the trip had experience rafting. And everybody else was just, like, learning as we went. Mm-hmm. And it was scary. And my boat never flipped. But we had one boat completely flip over. <laughs> And then we had a bunch of people pop out of the boats throughout the trip. Um, I didn't trust them. They were like drunk the entire time and they didn't know what they were doing. I was wow. definitely <laughs> with the drunk uncle. I did a hitch from Boat Beach down to Hermits. Again, going through Horn and Granite. They dropped me off at their scout point for Hermits and then I hiked up Hermit Trail. Um, I was going to just continue on overnight, but I ended up racking my knee real bad going up the creek. Um, so I camped at Hermit Camp and then walked back to the ranch. But that trip, I definitely ended up with the drunk uncle that, like, no, <laughs> nobody wanted to ride in his boat with him, you could tell, because he was <laughs> rowing solo. And they were all Boy. like, yeah, you can go with that guy. You know, <laughs> it was like a family, a mom, dad, their daughters, like, I think their son, and a bunch of other people. And they had people just come in. They were doing exchange at Boat Beach, which is how I got that hitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting on river trips because you can, you know, from the people I've talked to, because I haven't done the whole river. All of my river stuff has just been hitchhikes. Um, but you get an opportunity between, you know, the putting at Lee's and the ranch to kind of yeah. get acquainted with the water, kind of like, you know, become comfortable. You have Hans, which is a pretty big water rapid mm-hmm. up river, you know, so you kind of have <laughs> an experience of seeing this. Whereas, like, when they do an exchange with new people, it's like, cool, you're going to push off a boat beach, and, like, the first rapid you're going to see is Horn, which is a very intimidating rapid. And then right after that, you know, there's some unnamed, like, ripply ones um, and some other smaller ones, but, like, nothing like Horn and then Granite, which is, like... So you've got the new people on this river trip that are, like, kind of freaking out because they don't know what to expect. I'm with Drunk Uncle, who's, like, (laughs) you know complaining about his brother who's the trip leader the whole time while I'm in the boat and I'm like can you just please get me out of this boat please <laughs> you know so like river hitches like that you usually don't keep in contact with whereas yeah. the, guy, the guys in Tennessee I'm definitely gonna make sure to stay in contact with and uh you know uh, you didn't exchange digits with the uh, drunk uncle definitely did not uh, get drunk uncle's uh phone number you said you got out at hermit messed up your knee but hiked back to the ranch i did so That's i was a going big hike it was it was pretty Herman decent the so i left the river there i'm pretty sure they i'm pretty sure they gave me dinner and they were having burgers or something so i ended up leaving hermit like rapid at like eight or nine and was going up the creek instead of taking the trail because i prefer that way oh, okay um one of my other canyon trips i hiked all the way down to hermit and then i guarantee there's a go all the way up Hermit Creek that'll get you on, you know, back up to the top part mm-hmm. so you don't have to go back out. 
Uh, I had, didn't find it yet, but I know it's there. Yeah. So I'm going to go back <laughs> and find it. So I was hiking Ooh. up the creek, um, and uh, I stepped in what I thought was, you know, decently solid ground, but it ended up being like a mud puddle like this deep. So my foot sunk all the way in and just my momentum, and I racked my knee right on a big old rock. Um, and so, yeah, I went and took a nap for like a couple hours, woke up at like 4 a.m. and pushed off because I had to beat the heat because um, this was in probably June I did that, that June or July I did that one. Um, so, yeah, and then I hiked, woke up at 4 and then did the Tonto back to the ranch. Yeah, that's, uh, um, is that, that's about 20. Something like that, something almost, like yeah. That. Um, on, a, on a hurt knee. That's yeah, it definitely, definitely hurt for the next few days uh-huh. and, and weeks, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, nothing major, so yeah. I guess still yeah. say I haven't really hurt myself hiking. Oh, ooh, so. yeah. Touch wood or knock <laughs> yeah. on wood for sure. Do um, you have any, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Do you have any, um, like, trips on your agenda? Like, anything that you've been thinking about that you really want to get out and So get I'm doing an AZT hike in April. I'll be oh, starting sweet. that, like, April 15th. And then hopefully finishing that 26 days later on May 10th at the latest. So the, Doing um, the complete yeah, Arizona Trail? Yeah, 798. Yeah, 798 yeah. miles. That's um, awesome. Call it 800. I call it 800. Yeah, you people, gotta go off and pee every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. People keep convinc- trying to convince me to just hike back to the ranch, and I'm like, but there's a hundred more miles. That like, Oof. if I don't do that, I'm gonna mm. like, oh no, you gotta feel do real it. bad that yeah. I didn't finish those. Um, so I had that trip. I've been planning that trip for a little bit now. Um, there's a route I want to go back and explore again. Um, Steck has a route that goes up Phantom Creek up to Tio Point. Um, which is I've done once before, but I'd like to go back and uh, explore some of that stuff a little bit more in depth now that I know the route Mm -hmm. and know what to expect. I definitely want to find the actual way out because in the book, he's like, yeah, we stopped at the saddle where we had cached water and dumped our water and walked back to the car. When me and my buddies did it, it was not like a walk back to the car. There was like... (laughs) I think we just went the wrong way at the view. Like, we should have gone right and we went left. Yeah. There is a go on the left, but, like, definitely a climb. And, like, the guidebook was like, we just strolled back to the car. Like, it was nothing. It was like, this is not the right stroll. Uh, So I want to go back and explore that route. And that's not technical. It's just... There's, like, like one, two or three moves at the red wall break yeah super easy though I didn't feel bad I, we all left our packs on for that um, okay. a little bit exposy but like if you fall it's gonna suck but you're not gonna die yeah you're not gonna <laughs> tumble canyon you're not gonna tumble red thousands break. of feet down you're gonna fall like 20 feet and like it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. but like yeah you know I wouldn't and there is someone has definitely left like uh, a wrap ring up there for either direction of travel. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have someone that can go up, you can drop a rope down. Mm-hmm. That second climb that we ended up doing that is not part of the actual route, I don't think, uh, was a little bit more technical. I was able to do it with my pack on, but I was, you know, super small pack. Yeah. My buddies, we had to rope their packs up, but they were, yeah. they were down in the canyon doing like, they were planning on continuing AZT up to the border. Um, 
So they weren't trying to fuck around. What? <laughs> they weren't trying to fuck around and no, get hurt. <laughs> no, my one buddy tried to do it with his pack, but it was just his pack was too big. Yeah. It was too big, too heavy. It was pulling him backwards too much, so it was like oh, yeah. not worth it. So I went up there with mine, got there, and then we roped both of theirs up. Yeah. So I want to explore that route. Um, out in Clear Creek area, there's some stuff I want to explore. Definitely want to see if there's a go at the end of Obi Canyon up and over uh, to Wall Creek and then loop back to uh, North Kaibab. Ooh, I don't um, know. Do you know any of that? I believe no. there is one up at Obi Canyon and then you can get to the Brahma Diva Saddle and then over. Oh. I just, again, like the last time I was out there trying to explore it, I just ran out of time. Ran out of time, ran out of water, you know, didn't, hadn't planned it right. I just sort of like, like most of my adventures, got out there and was like, this looks like a cool place to walk. Let's see what's over here. Um, and, uh, you know, but left the last part of water in Obi Canyon and, like, didn't get more. So if I got more, I probably could have continued on and done it, but I took the smart route, you know, yeah. turned around. Hmm. That, that'd be a cool route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clear Creek. Up your, so Obi Canyon, where is that in relation to, say, say between, like, Sumner Wash and Clear Creek? So you're in uh, Clear Creek. You're, like, going oh, up okay. to Shiava, and then it's that first canyon. Oh, okay. So we did Shiava in June, I want to say. May or June, yeah. May, yeah, maybe it was, it was May. It was flowing really good really? in 2019. <clears throat> yeah, we, we, yeah, we missed the good flow, I think, got, by a few days, but it was still going. Yeah, we when got, I went out going. there in April, it was massive. Raging, oh, so April, yeah. So we were probably, yeah, like May. I think it was like May. Tara May. went, and uh-huh. I saw yeah. her. Did you go with her? No, I went oh, by okay. myself. Yeah. Yeah. So we went a few days after her, and it was significantly less than when she went, but it was still, I mean, it was a good flow, for sure. And um, so continuing up that? Yeah, so if you're cool. going up, no, so you don't get to Shiaba. It's that first canyon on your right. I can picture it. Or sorry, on your left. On your left going up towards Shiaba, it'll be that first canyon. There's Obi Canyon, Ariel Canyon, they kind of both come in a clear creek. So you've got the ruins. And to Shiava, you would go right, but you would stay left. Yeah, what no, you, you get to Clear Creek, uh-huh. take the left up the creek. First canyon you get to on your left is Obi. Huh. Wow, yeah, I don't remember canyon left. Well, you, my memory is uh, not, not so great either, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so there's an easy way to get up on the top. There's a really gorgeous pour-off over there that, like, in, like, melt-off season probably looks real great. It was just kind of trickling when I was out there, but still had a night, really nice pool at the bottom of it. There's an easy way to get up that I found on my way back, or the harder way, which I did, which is like, there's a real shitty scramble up some scree field, and then climbing through some like broken to beach stuff that's like not super stable and like super mineralized. And then you just traverse over until you can drop in. Cool. That'd be a good loop, and then eventually go over to North Kaibab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and get up and over, and then back down. So those are kind of the two that I'll, you know, I'll probably hit that Obi Canyon one before I do uh, that AZT trip. Mm-hmm. So cool. Try to explore that. So what is, what is your? There's probably not a day to day, but um, being down in Phantom and being a rancher, um, I'm imagining. Do you also work with mules? I don't. We unpack no? them, but that's it. Oh, okay. You know, we just unpack. Like the packers will bring the stuff in. They unload it off the mules. We carry it inside. Ah, um, okay. So luckily, because I know absolutely nothing about equine, <laughs> I know that riding a mule down sucks and it hurts your ass a lot. Well, yeah. I can only um, imagine. So, yes, yeah, sir. I've actually, I think I've gotten all of the possible ways to travel the canyon <laughs> checked off my list. Yeah. So, Helicopter? 
Oh, yeah? We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I know, the look on your face. Like, oh. Another, sto- uh, another yeah, so story for another time. all the possible time. ways I've, I've been able to do. I, rode, I hiked out after work, woke up, rode a mule in, and then worked that next day. <laughs> just because I wanted to ride the mule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard people talk about how hard it is to take that mule down. People think it's people think it's super easy. They're like, "Oh, you did it. You took the easy way. You took a mule." I'm like, "No, it's like and going down is worse than I. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. same as hiking, painful. but like it hurts your ass. Yeah, like your legs don't hurt the same way, but like they just hurt different. It's not like the pain from hiking in. It's like just a different hurt that you're like, well, this is weird because my legs aren't tired, but they still hurt, and my <laughs> ass is really." In pain right now. <laughs> I've seen it on the faces of people down on the bridge. They're coming across, and you're like, you don't look happy. Why, why are you not happy? You're on a mule. Well, that's also because you get there, you see the silver bridge, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's almost over. And then it's like, oh, but now we're going to go on the river trail to that farther bridge. Like, you know, especially in the summer, you're just like, oh, my gosh, get me out of here. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Cool. Um, that's awesome. Any other thoughts or, uh, I don't know? things to uh to discuss get out there and try a river hitch it's super fun oh we are going to (laughs) yeah Yeah. very soon what's yeah i mean there's a couple routes that like kind of require it like the hey duke route like to get across the canyon where you need to because you take an angle down and then you need to get across like you either need a pack raft or river hitch Mm -hmm. there so that's a required one Hmm. south bass again required hitch unless you're pack rafting um there's definitely some other not not known like the one i just did from the ranch or anywhere you can do it from pipe creek down to 94 or you could even do it uh, at granite you know if you're already there and you wanted to go down you know um, again it's really just going to depend on a river trip whether they're willing to do it what kind of water you're going through and how confident they are and you are and their ability not to put you in the water Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Nice. It's something that I didn't even know really existed. Yeah, like this last one, the guy was like, so you can sit in the front of the boat or the back of the boat, you know, when you're hitching usually. Um, the front of the boat, you get wet, more wet than you will in the back, but the back, you get bucked on the raft more. Yeah. So yeah. this guy's like, where do you want to sit? And I was like, well, all I got is these shorts. I'd really rather not get wet as much as I know I'm going to. So I'll sit in the back. And he's like, cool, man. Um... Yeah, just hang on back there, and uh, you mind holding on to this GoPro while we're going through this? And I'm like, uh, so I'm holding on to the back with, like, one hand, getting, like, bucked around through horn and granite, like, with this GoPro, um, (laughs) trying to get this guy some decent video and not be, you know, like, throwing it all around. I was like, just so you know, man, if I need both hands, I'm dropping it. He's like, oh, yeah, man, that'll be fine, you know. So it was nice that this trip that I had... You could tell that these guys are not taking the water lightly. You know? Yeah. Drunk Uncle was kind of like, he had done the river a couple times, I think, like, he said, like, four or five times. But he was kind of like, you know, everyone else is scouting the rapid, you know, like you do with the big water ones, because you want to, like, find your line, make sure you're, like, doing it right. Drunk Uncle was kind of like, oh, I don't know why we're doing this. Uh, <laughs> these guys were super detailed in their scouting, you know, and made sure, you know, I think probably up their nervousness that they had two people that yeah. you know weren't in dry suits weren't in splash gear yeah um, beware drunk uncle yeah exactly so I'm really looking forward to see this guy's GoPro video of me in the back just like being fucked around on this raft yeah. was um, this recent? this, this is that, this last guys, trip huh? so, oh, yeah. so we hitched from the ranch down to 94 Mile Canyon hiked up 94 dropped into Trinity went up and over the uh, Sheops Isis Saddle and then 
back around. Um, we were going to go around the front of Sheops and Summit Sheops, but uh, it was super windy on the top of the Tapeats, and it was just like, I don't think this is going to be worth it. Super overcast and cloudy. Um, this Get was it on another the, time. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, it's like right there. You can do it in a day from, from home. You know, so. Oh, yeah. um, Did you hear how he pronounced it too? Yeah, I know. I don't pronounce it right. I how do you it was pronounce Cheops. it? Cheops. Cheops. I don't know. Cheops. Cheops. Yeah, Cheops. Not Cheops. Not Cheops. Cheops. Not Cheops. Here's the thing. I don't think anyone's gonna really correct you. I could be totally wrong. I guarantee you guys will probably get some comment and be like, "That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's totally pronouncing it wrong." <laughs> I don't give a shit. I've been on top of it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> both, exactly. both, both of them. Both of them. Yeah, she's been on top of both of them. So you can pronounce it any way you want. I like Sheops. Little she in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sheops, Cheops, Chiops, however you want. You know. Oh yeah. wow. That big weird crazy thing next to ISIS. Yeah. Oh, speaking of other trips I'm doing, I got uh, Royal Arch Loop that I'm doing. Yeah. With the buddy, with the buddy that just did this 94 mile nice. with me. We were kind of like, like I said, I don't adventure with people very often. I yeah. I'd rather like, I don't know, especially. I mean, I doing the PCT mainly alone like really put me in a way of like hiking, and not that I'm like the bullheaded tourist that I am when I hike, but like. I'm rather specific on like the way that I choose to travel and like how far I'm trying to get, you know. Yeah. And I don't like to be slowed down usually. Uh, I'm willing to slow down if I know that it's something. So like, we're going on this Royal Arch Loop with yeah. some friends of his, and I'm like, okay, so what's the deal? Like, how fast are we moving? <laughs> Where are we trying to get to? Like, I need to know this just so I can like prepare to be, <laughs> you know, because if it was me, I'd be like. Cool, we're starting South Bass Trailhead. We're gonna get all the way to Royal Arch the first day. Next day we'll be at Elf's Chasm. You know, so first night camp, Royal Arch, second night, Elf's Chasm, third night, South Bass Beach, uh, fourth day. Yeah, out that's what I do. Would be mine. <laughs> yeah. That is what I did, yeah, I think. Um, I don't know if that's gonna happen. We, yeah. may, we may have a stop on the hey, Esplanade. It's slow going. Yeah. As long as you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we were kind of like gauging each other to see how well we. Uh, travel together and he was actually a great travel partner uh, you know he was super cool he's like a great photographer so I got some pretty epic shots of me yeah. like that I normally don't get because like you by yourself and yeah. selfies look stupid so I don't usually take <laughs> pictures with myself in them self timer um, I, I just never I'm like at this point there's so many things that I haven't taken pictures of right. that it's like oh well I missed that one too like we saw a gorgeous full bighorn sheep carcass I just didn't take a picture of it yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like, damn. I'm like telling people, they're like, let me see it. And I'm like, uh-huh. sorry, I forgot to take the picture. Like, yeah. You know, my phone so here's is where it is. Go find it yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't give away the location. Someone's going to steal something from it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah. People try to get that all the time. There's a, we saw a huge deer carcass as well. Um, you know, all complete with, you know, skull, gorgeous antlers. Um, but yeah, people are like, where is this? I'm like, Somewhere randomly between these two spots, if you can find it, have fun. Yeah. It'll be a great adventure. You'll love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we saw a little, uh, or not little, we saw a good bighorn sheep uh, skull. The skull part, it was crazy. The skull part was pretty much demolished, but the horns were decently intact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you had a picture of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. looks super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild how it was disintegrating. It's cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if the horn, there's a sheep horn at South Bass, um, like on the support of where his old cable car was. 
there was a, a really nice cheap horn that was there that was sort of starting to de-lamb, so it had this really cool, like, more layered texture than it normally would. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it's still out there yeah. uh, when we come around. Because, like, the problem is things like that people like to take so often because they're like... You know, they're like, oh, it's out here. It doesn't matter. It's dead. And yeah, it's it'll like, look cool in my living room. Yeah, exactly. So Ugh. instead of like so many people seeing it and enjoying it. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Um, yeah. Sweet. That was awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. I see uh, Tiffany over there and Mike hanging out, and so I think uh, you know your limited time up here. We yeah. should uh, we should go cheers them. Yeah. Hang out with them. Grab another beer. Yeah. Grab another beer. Say hi to some good people. Um, talk, talk some more canyon stuff. Cool. Yeah. Without the incriminating evidence of being recorded. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was certain things I like didn't want to ask because I was like, I don't want other people to know. <laughs> I yeah. just want to personally know. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. So we're gonna have an off the record beer conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so haha. But uh, should have been here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks. I'll do an outro and whatever, but. As awesome. of right thanks now, for, thank uh, you for... Yeah, dude. Yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me come and chat with you guys. Yeah, we awesome. should do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll see you down at the ranch. Exactly. Yeah, it's sure. out down at Phantom. Um, I still have to actually complete ISIS. Um, I, we, we failed the first time. She went and did it with, some, with another group, but I still have to do it. So I need to I'll come down you. to Phantom, go up there, get ISIS done. Yeah. And then... The Obi Canyon. That sounds rad too. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's talk about this over another beer. Um, Thanks for joining. Here's your outro. Boom. Later. Boom, chink. Woohoo! What a great conversation there with with Jeff Pinkman uh, down at Phantom Ranch. He lives down there. And some great stories there. I hope you guys enjoyed the stories about some of his adventures and some of his river hitching adventures, especially. That's such a unique, cool thing. We have really, really enjoyed having this podcast be a way and an outlet to share some of these canyon stories and these people of the canyon. And we want you guys to know that we've got some great episodes. We think we've got some great episodes in the future. Things like an interview with a special guest about mining around Grand Canyon and some of the really huge things that are going on and will be going on in the future that we'd like you canyon brats to be a part of. Um, Also... 26.2 mile run through the canyon basically a marathon through the canyon we've also got some awesome awesome guys from the east coast that have set their minds to do a double crossing they've trained they don't do running they don't do these kind of things so we're going to have a before and after interview with them i think that's going to be a blast and so yeah hope you guys are just really having fun with with these canyon brat episodes and if you are and you know another canyon brat just uh take a second right now to to share it to throw it their way hit that share button and uh let people know all right well thanks again for listening hope you enjoyed this episode and all the future episodes here on the canyon brats I'm one of your hosts, Nick Irvin, and for Carrie Henderson, we are the Candy Brats. Now, let's go do something stupid. Safely. Safely. <laughs>